It's kind of like Frequency, but it's also kind of like Freaky Friday, but probably way better than both put together. And we're talking about the smash hit, Your Name. We're going to talk about it this week on Shonen and Suds. You were right. You were right. (laughs) I can't say another thing about it. This this was a masterpiece. You did it. I should have known. I should have known. You haven't steered me wrong yet. Well, uh, except High School of the Dead. I don't know, because I've, I've steered you wrong. Well, unintentionally steered you wrong. That's like, fair. I, I, like, well, you veer, fucking... I veered you in the wrong direction a few times. <laughs> well, you fucking nest-batted this one right out of the fucking park, sir. And, you know, I had a really, really good time with this one. But, Cody, I got ahead of myself. How the hell are you, bud? Oh, Chris, I am good. I am, uh... I'm back to work now, so we got that oh, going nice. on. Yeah, it's, it's, Hell yeah. It's a it's a sad thing and it's a good thing at the same time. I'm I'm more scheduled now and I'm not just uh, you know being a lazy bum all the time. But uh, can't just be a crumb bum hanging around eating grapes <laughs> out of your belly button all day. That's right. Got to get back. Got to get back in the saddle eventually. Um, but no, I'm good. How I are you? Hear that. Doing all right. I'm doing good, my friend. I can't complain. Uh, it's been a rough week at work. It's just been real busy. I feel like I've just worked four Mondays in a row. Um, <laughs> you know how that goes. Um. But, Cody, we're here. We are back with the next episode of Shonen and Suds. As always, I'm your host, Chris Adams. And I'm Cody Snodgrass. And we're finally done with the shit, Cody. We've, uh, you know, I, I like how we've been so polarizing. Like, we're either watching doo-doo or we're watching, like, a perfect ten. Yeah, we It's have... one or the other. I don't think we've had a middle ground show in a very We long. haven't. Maybe, like... We haven't. I don't even know the last, like, middle ground. Maybe yeah, like... I can't even think of the last middling thing we've watched. Um, like, because Promised Neverland Season 2 was poop. Uh, e- Eden of the East was poop. Um, like, all the movies we've... Like, they've all been good. Like, we're still continuing the trend, because obviously next week we're going to cover Seven Deadly Sins. So we're still doing this polarizing great poop, great poop. And it seems like all the movies have been home runs while the shows have been just bad. Yeah, I think like maybe like a middle ground show that we've watched was maybe like Afro Samurai, but that was back when we were just like excited to do a podcast. We didn't know. Yeah. We didn't know no bit. (laughs) We Um, didn't know a damn thing. Yeah, and unfortunately, yeah, like you mentioned, we got to go back to Seven Deadly Sins next week, so. uh... Absolutely. But, you know, before we get to that, Cody, you know, we've got a great movie to talk about this week. Uh, We've got another poll to put up. And uh, we've got one piece of news, which actually, you know, we can just kind of talk about that now. Um, Because I don't know if tickets are on sale yet, but Cody, uh, um, I want to say a month month from now, yesterday, I'll be sitting in theaters watching My Hero Academia. I forget what it's called. Three Heroes or what's it called? Uh, (laughs) World Mission. World Mission. (laughs) He said three heroes. (laughs) Three heroes. Yeah. It's like the three amigos. World Mission. Yeah, they had three heroes, or they had two heroes already. Might as well just have three heroes for the season. Yeah, just fucking go with it. Yeah, World Mission is what it's called. I like three heroes better. (laughs) The three amigos. I didn't know that was already on the way. Yeah, October 29th. Well, shoot, Chris. We might have to, like, might have to actually just start watching season five in the background until it finishes dubbing. Yeah. I don't want to be behind on the movie if I go see it. Yeah, that's. I, I think that's what I'm gonna do. Start doing on the weekends like I used to. Just pick up where I left off, finish season five. That way we can go watch the movie and maybe do like a like a lightning cast and we can talk about it. 
Yeah, I'll have to check out and see if it's in. I'm sure it'll be in around in my area. Um, yeah. And if not, yeah, I'll it's go, definitely I'll, around in my area. I just don't know if tickets are on sale yet. Yeah, if not, I'll go on a little road trip or something. I'll, I'll find a place that's showing it. Exactly. And uh, if not, we'll just have you sneak your phone in and just videotape it. And, oh, and I'll do it. it. I'll totally do it, too. <laughs> it's not like there's anybody in there. I'll start coughing and nobody will be near me. <laughs> oh, but, man. Yeah, looking forward yeah, to that. That'll be a... Do what? I'm definitely looking forward to that. The suits. Absolutely. That, the suits from like the, the concept art just look oh, awesome. Oh, they look so good. They look so good. Fucking I'm, three heroes. I just pulled I, that out of my ass, didn't I? <laughs> I'm really hoping those suits actually eventually get like their own um, Funko Pops because... Oh, that'd be sick. You know how I am with my Funkos, Chris. I gotta... Oh, I definitely know how you are. Um, you know, speaking of My Hero Academia, um, you know, we like card games here. The, um, the, the universe's My Hero Academia set card game is set to come out October 15th. So it's releasing like a week or so, uh, I guess a week or two before the movie. So, you know, they, they delayed it for several, I mean, shit, it feels like a lifetime ago at this point, but I remember saying they were trying to coincide the release of the card game with the movie. Well, they're, they've delivered and they've nailed it. So anybody, you're my hero academia fans out there. There's a card game with your name all over it. There's a movie with your name all over it. Grab your buds, Grab your popcorn. You're going to have a good time in the month of October if you're a My Hero Academia fan. That's for sure. Yeah, I couldn't, have, you, couldn't have said it better myself, Chris. <laughs> indeed. Well, Cody, you know, before we dive into your name, I just want to tell you how much I love this movie. Um, I, It was kind of losing me at first. I was like, oh, man, this is just going to be some bullshit slice of life, life anime. And, like, I don't want to – it's not my cup of tea. But then I was like – then when like the beginning happens, I'm like, oh, this is this is literally Freaky Friday. And then it was like, hold on, this is more than that. There's like there's like time differences, and I was like, oh, this is fucking Frequency or Lake House. I was like, oh, I love this type of story. And the characters became like so endearing. I just this movie was fucking perfect, man. Yeah, I'm I'm really glad you like it, man, because I I was worried that I had kind of overhyped it. Um... And I've been in that spot before where people have like overhyped mm -hmm. stuff and then I go to watch it and I'm kind of like, I'm a little disappointed. Well, it was almost, it was almost that. It was almost that, but it wasn't. Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades, my friend. <laughs> but no, Cody, I don't know about you, but I, I'm ready to dive right in. Like, I'm, I'm really excited to talk about this. And, you know, of course, we're talking about your name. Uh, released July uh, 3rd, 2016. And Cody, if I'm not mistaken, and this is in Japan, um, if I'm not mistaken, this is like, if it's not the highest grossing, it's like one of the highest grossing box office of like all time. Yeah, I believe it is fifth. Um, I'll pull up mm -hmm. the exact uh, the exact numbers. Just give me just a second. And uh, before we uh, before we dive too far now, Chris. Oh my God, Cody! I forgot the most <laughs> important part. I figured you would catch on. <laughs> ah, what are you drinking? All right, Chris. I am back with the uh, Corona Limonadas, the hard seltzer mm, version yes. of Coronas, of course. Uh, and this week, I'm I got the watermelon flavor. I managed oh. to uh, I managed to hold back on the drinking this week at least a little bit, and I saved one of each flavor. That way, I could do them for the next. You know, three How weeks. did you do it? How'd uh, you do it? I just bought more seltzers and drank <laughs> those instead. And then I drank two of the watermelons of this, two of the grapefruits, and two of the... I want to say strawberry? Mm -hmm. And they're all very good. Um, I enjoy Excellent. them Excellent. Uh, but yeah, this week I'm going with the watermelon flavor. Um, mm -hmm. 
it's pretty good. I think I... I don't know if I like this one better than the strawberry. That's kind of a toss-up for me between watermelon and strawberry. Uh, mm. two, two of my favorite fruits. You put them in a drink, you know, it's going to be two of my favorites there as well. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's, and, that's what I'm at. Combine that with lemonade, it's perfect. Oh, absolutely. Plus, it's like, you know, with the, the seltzer lemonades, you don't usually get, like, a watermelon. Um, mm -hmm. Like, a strawberry is, like, a staple, obviously. And uh, watermelon you don't get very often, so uh, you got to enjoy it while you can um, that is very, very true. But that's what I'm having, Chris. And while I look up these uh, box offices, uh, wh what are you having today? Well, I, since I didn't make it to the store to get some beer this week, just because, like I said, it's been just such a monster week at work for me, um, I'm having vodka. Vodka, vodka, vodka. A little bit of cranberry, a little splash of water. That's just a good, just good after-dinner cocktail. Um, I just, I apologize to anybody listening. I should have gone and got some beer. Um, but I didn't, I was just beat every day after work. So I was like, well, I'm going to drink this today. And that's where I'm at. Oh, Chris, I don't think we have any rules against what we drink. You know, we just say suds. It doesn't have to be, you know, we just drink. It doesn't have to give you the burps, you know, as long as it gets the job done, you know. And, Absolutely. Uh, and, which is fine because I, I'm okay with something subtle and clean because this movie was very, very clean. It was crisp. As crisp as your lemonade and as clean as my vodka cranberry. That's for damn sure. <laughs> Absolutely, Chris. Well, uh, it looks like... Let me see here. So, your name is number five all time in mm -hmm. Japan. Um, that's huge. That's box office. I don't know how... You know, I don't know, like, when it, when it comes to, like, home releases, like, how they factor that mm -hmm. all in, but box office-wise, your name is number five. Um... I believe it's number four animated all time. Yeah, yeah, and it looks like it's the first uh, non Miyazaki film and a non Miyazaki anime film to earn like a hundred million bucks. That was That's a lot of fucking money, well, dude. That was until Demon Slayer. And well, Demon, of course, of Demon course. Slayer is just like a. I, I've never seen fucking anything like that. Slaying the box office, as it, it were, dude. I've never actually seen anything that like takes over like that's just crazy to me um <laughs> the movie just printed money yeah it actually just printed uh it, it's just crazy like to think about like i don't know it's just wild man like that movie is like as big as like it's bigger than the titanic it's bigger than spirited away like mm -hmm. which are the only couple movies that are above your name in japan in general so yeah and that, I mean, that's pretty elite company, right? Like when you're looking at big movies like that, you know, I'm not really a fan of Titanic, but like James Cameron can take anything and turn it into like just a fucking like masterpiece of a movie or at least one that's going to just bring in so much money. Yeah, it is. And yeah, just impressive. It's absolutely impressive. Yeah, it looks like the highest grossing anime films worldwide. Yeah, it's Demon Slayer, Spirited Away, Your Name. Howl's Moving Castle below Like, that's that. still pretty elite company, right? Oh, yeah. Like, it's just... I love... That movie will never get to it. It better be something special, because it, it is it has surpassed <laughs> some of the greats mm -hmm. by, by a long shot. Um, but yeah, of course, this week we're talking about your name. Uh, Chris, if you want to continue with the tale of the tape... I'm... We kind of got interrupted by our drinks and our... Uh... We did, but, like, I'm just impressed, like, these box office numbers. And the thing is, like, after watching it, like, it it makes total sense, right? Like, it's this movie is worthy of all of the praise that it got. And um, 
I want to say it finally saw the light of day here in Japan in 2017, um, like in the, like the springtime. I think it was like March or April. Um, but that, Cody, it doesn't feel that long ago. But also, too, to be fair, my sense of time is very much just skewed because of COVID. Like, I just, I don't know, like 2020 feels like a lifetime ago. But I feel like everything that happened before 2020 happened right up until 2020 because i feel like your name just had just come out but i'm (laughs) so incorrect on that yeah i want to say i saw it i I guess yeah it was april 2017 Mm -hmm. it sounds seems to me that seems like a long time ago but i guess it wasn't too terribly long ago and i remember seeing this movie in the theaters uh i think me and my buddy alex were probably the only ones in the theater um Mm -hmm. very little people like not many people at any of the shows we went to because we went and saw this, I think, three times in one week. Um, mm-hmm. Like, uh, I remember seeing the movie posters, like, up in my local theater. I definitely remember it being a thing. I was just like, I don't know if I'm going to like that. It looks like it doesn't look... Because, again, like, if you just take it at face value and look at the poster, I'm like, oh, this is some slice of life shit. I don't want to watch that. Yeah, I think I got an email from Funimation that they were, like, selling tickets in the area. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this looks pretty good. And, like... It had already received like crazy praise over in Japan, um, mm-hmm. and uh, we were like, "Oh, right, you want to go check this out? Yeah, let's go see it." And we ended up we saw it subbed the first time, and then mm-hmm. I think the next theater had it dubbed, and then we saw mm-hmm. it subbed one more time. Um, and yeah, man, it's just it's my absolute favorite movie. I think it's the reason I like to go see animated films in theaters because mm-hmm. before this, I hadn't really seen many. Um, Oh, the movie's beautiful. So I can definitely say it. That's your. If this is was this the first anime you saw in theaters? It wasn't because I saw. Was it not Steam Boy? Is that a movie? Hold okay. On. Yeah, what's, yeah, yeah. What's the name of that? Steam Boy makes sense. Yeah, it's the the Katsuhiro Otomo movie. I saw that. I couldn't remember if Steam Boy was the exact name. Um, I saw mm-hmm. that in theaters, but obviously that was like what two thousand five or two thousand four. Okay. Something. Um, so I was younger, so like I didn't like. I wasn't old enough to really like take it all in. Um, mm-hmm. It was I, a cartoon, and I had seen like I saw Ponyo, and I saw mm-hmm. like some other things like on those like uh, like Studio Ghibli like um, those little like summer festivals or like they'll do one Ghibli film a month. Yeah. Um, but this one is the one that like you know after this I went and saw like Mary and the Witch's Flower and like I went and saw like a couple more Studio Ghibli films when they came back around and I saw. Uh, weathering with you and the silent voice and pretty much like any big animated film that comes to theaters i try and go see gave Uh, you more of like an appreciation for it on the big screen because it's true like anime on the big and i love that it's more common now cody because like you used to have to go to like a small like indie theater that just smelled like meth addict popcorn farts or (laughs) you had to go to like a random like just a real random hole in the wall or just like a real random like art house theater that was miles away from where you lived. Um, which thankfully up the street from where I live, and I've said this many a times on the cast, I had like an art house theater right up the street from my house and they got anime all the time. So in my adult life, I've been able to see a lot of anime in theaters and I can, and I definitely appreciate it a lot more. And yeah, you know, I said all that to say this, like this movie is beautiful. I'm, after watching it, I'm kind of bummed I didn't see it in theaters because it is a beautiful, beautiful movie. Yeah, hopefully they'll they'll throw this on like a like an annual like comeback tour. Oh, that'd be sick every couple of years or something because it is 
Well, I mean, it may happen, Cody, because uh, from what I see here, it looks like a live action version is being produced by uh, by Paramount, uh, but they're setting it in the United States. Chris, I've known about that for a little while, and it it's just it, no, just don't do it, man. Please don't. Oh, it's gonna be real. That's gonna be a real tough pill to swallow, my friend. Well, I heard the director stepped down. Uh, in July, so uh, we got that going for us. So maybe it'll okay, just, so maybe it'll just, fall just keep it on hiatus. Yeah, just you know, just leave it alone. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Some Chris... things don't need the live action treatment. I, I don't think. I think this movie was fine as is. Absolutely, and like, uh, oh, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, like on the plus side, because there isn't too, there isn't really anything too over the top with it. It would be a relatively easy live action movie to make, but I just I don't think it needs to be done. I I I just I think this story is fine the way it is. One hundred percent. And uh, Chris, I'm ready. Let's go ahead and dive into this story. Absolutely, man, Cody. I'm I'm handing you the keys. I'm I'm riding shotgun. I'm pull. I'm grabbing the CDs because speaking of, we're gonna throw the soundtrack to this movie on because the soundtrack is really fucking good. Yeah, and we'll talk about that more a little bit later. But uh, it kind of starts off with a, a we get like a, a an opening scene before we get like an actual like intro. Um, and I'll just go ahead and name the characters now. We have a boy named Taki who lives in Tokyo. Yeah. And then we have a girl named Mitsuha. Mitsuha. Mitsuha, yes. Mitsuha who lives in Itamori. Um, mm-hmm. Nice little uh, rural village. Yeah, I'm not gonna pretend I know exactly where those places are in Japan, but like one's a yep. city, one's a rural area. Um, yep. One's like in the mountains. And they're kind of doing this back to, back and forth intro speech where like they they feel like they're like missing something and all this stuff and mm-hmm. then like while they're talking about it there's this like sweet looking comet coming down from the sky and like you can see that they both are like they can mm-hmm. both see it up in the sky and then like I don't know man it's just a very like beautiful like intro scene it's very hard to explain to put into words well and like, it, it's subtle too because you're like okay and and I was I was this is where I was like okay. What the fuck is this, right? Are they just going to be like, is this just going to be like symbolism for like their cross love and it, <laughs> which it kind of ended up being that really, if you think about it. Um, but it was just like, eh, eh. I was like, all right, fine. Like, I, again, I was very much like, I'm not going to enjoy this at this point. Yeah, I think this was probably like the first slice of life thing that I saw. Um mm-hmm. That wasn't like a comedy, like slice of life type thing. Um, yeah, though there are some really funny moments in this, like which which is one of the, like the first scenes we get. Oh yeah, and then like we get an awesome like intro song. Um, mm-hmm. And then no, the intro was great. Can we talk about that for a second? Oh, like absolutely. I was very surprised we got an intro. We got like a TV show type intro on a movie. Oh yeah, this thing is sweet, and I can't it, remember. It's not like as good as the Cowboy Bebop movie intro, but it's still pretty good. Yeah, and it's made by a Japanese rock band named The Rad Wimps is the name of the band. That's a pretty sick name. And Shinkai, the director of your name, had like requested them specifically. Um, oh, man. And they did both the English and the Japanese versions. Um, both, dude, both, both versions are fantastic. Um, and it's probably like one of the more exciting things. Like when I first saw it dubbed, I was like, oh, wait. They actually like redid the music, which I, I don't think yeah. I've ever seen a film that had done that before. And if I did, it wasn't a soundtrack that really like stood out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they did it justice because like I thought the English version was very, very solid as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but then we, uh, then we're uh, we wake up. It's Mitsuha, um, but clearly Mitsuha is not herself. 
Chris. <laughs> yeah, and this is where I, this is where I was starting to be like, okay, okay, because like she's very like not sure of well, a like where she is, who she is, and then she like starts like grabbing herself, and it's like, what what are these? Like what you know, like oh god, these feel so real. What's going on? Like there's like some shock as to like what she you know that she's a she at this point. Yeah, and of course this is Taki and Mitsuha's body, and like, and I love how her sister comes in every morning, and it's like the same fucking thing. She's always like playing with her boobs, and she, <laughs> her sister's like fucking over it by the end of the movie. I love it. Yeah, and it creates like a, a very comedic sense, uh, or like a comedic moment, especially like when I saw it in theaters. Uh, I just we, I, just busting up laughing. Well, and the reason this is, you know, yeah, I, I always throw a fit about like hypersexualization of like children like i hate that shit dude but like this I, i'm looking at this through a different set of eyes because like let's be honest if any dude woke up in a girl's body that's the first thing you're gonna do <laughs> and if it's it, it, not not because it's like oh titties you know what i mean it's like holy shit why do why why what is going on you know what i mean <laughs> right yeah so like and and then and vice versa, which we see later on. Like that's the first thing. Oh, there's something down there. Oh no. Yeah, and then it, this is the only my this is probably my only gripe about the film is this part. This like opening like 20 minutes gets a little confusing because like mm -hmm. then Mitsuha comes out and like gets breakfast with her her grandmother and her little sister and like it mm -hmm. seems like she knows like like she's got her school uniform, she's got her hair done. Yeah. And what we don't realize at first here is that. This is the real Mitsuha now, like in her yes. like timeline, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, and we kind of get to see like, you know, like her daily life. Like she's walking to school and she sees some of her friends and her friends are like, you can tell that they know, like they mentioned that she was acting funny the day before. Mm -hmm. Now, and, and that happened a couple times in the movie. And I, I guess more so at first where like I was a little confused. It was like, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute this doesn't add up to what she was just like in the scene before or he vice versa. So yeah, I was a little confused early on, but w once it all started to come together, it all started to make sense. Yeah. I think they just threw that comedic moment in at the beginning just to kind of like break the ice, I guess, or something. I yeah. don't know. Um, yeah. We get to see kind of like Mitsuha's day to day. Um, mm -hmm. She has her two friends. I'm trying to remember their names. Uh, it's Teshi and, mm -hmm. I don't remember the other the girls. I don't name. remember. I know, I know Teshi's Tesh kind of a Teshi's kind of a goofball. Yeah, and I want to say Teshi's also the one that he actually uh, has like a cameo role in Weathering with You, if I'm not mistaken. Oh wow, that's funny. I know it's one of the characters from this, and I believe it's Teshi. But okay, all that aside, um, they kind of mentioned to her that like she didn't know where her desk was, she didn't know where like her locker was, and she was just acting strange. She came to school mm -hmm. like without her hair done, and like you know she was just a wreck. Obviously, this now we realize is was Taki and her body. Yep. Um, and, like, she just, she kind of gripes about the town that they live in and, like, that there's nothing there. Um, yep, and she wants to, she wants to be, uh, she wants to be a Tokyo boy in her next life or something like that. Yeah, she, like, she, like dreams of Tokyo and, like, uh, she's actually part of, like, this, this, this like, festival. Yeah, this ritual thing where, like, I guess this is, like, the, the old way that Saki was made. Uh, they like fucking eat the rice and spit it into a box. I mean, yes, I don't want to be like that's gross, but that's also gross. Oh no, it's gross. It's okay. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, she, her family like I guess they're part of this like 
generational thing where they do this like mm-hmm. every like year or however often, yep. and then they like take the the spit out like regurgitated rice to like some temple. Yeah, and, like, it turns leave. into like they ferment it and yeah. it becomes sake. It's like, I don't know if funny. that's how sake is actually made. If so, I'm never drinking sake again. Uh, I I don't know. I don't think that's how it's made now. But okay. I, I can honestly <laughs> imagine back then that was probably the way to do it. I could see um, that. Yeah. But also, but also to be fair, like the alcohol is going to kill stuff that's in it. I mean, most beer has bacteria in it. Most beer. When you think about it like that, a lot of most alcohol is alive in a sense because there is bacteria in it that is, you know, a living creature, as it were. See, so, but I just don't want to think of like somebody chewing up some hops and like spitting them in a bucket yep. and then like me drinking. Right. It. You know, it's like a, it's, mm. it's a little odd. Um, but yeah, <laughs> she's part of this big festival and uh, we get to see that. And then, like you said, at the end of it, she's like kind of upset. She's like, it's like her. You see some of the school kids kind of like laughing at her and stuff, and she like mm-hmm. screams out that make me a Tokyo like a handsome Tokyo boy in my next life or something like that. And uh... so now we cue the flip side here. Now we've got Taki uh, waking up. Uh, I want to say he's actually in his body when he wakes up, if I'm not mistaken. No, or the... or is he or does or the... Mitsuha wake up in his body? Mitsuha wakes up in his body. That's um... right, because she's like. His voice is very like light and kind of a feminine, like when he's talking, and like it's very confused. This is where he's like, "Oh, I got a dick," you know. Yeah, yeah. It's much easier to tell when Mitsuha's in Taki's body, because um, the voice, absolutely. Yeah, she, when she's in his body, she talks a lot more uh, feminine. Um, yeah, and I'm sure. And I, I like how he's drawn, like he's drawn and walks and sits and moves a little more feminine. Like I, I noticed that, like just the little subtle things like that, I thought was really really cool. Yeah, and. And now, just a forewarning, we're probably going to say he or she wrong here several times just because we have a, a girl in a guy's body and a guy in a girl's body, so please forgive us. Um, yeah. But yeah, so... Her... Well, they should have watched the movie with us so <laughs> yeah, they know yeah. what we're talking about. So, basically, she comes out, and she like sees Taki's father, and he's like, hey, it was your turn to cook breakfast, yada, yada, yada. And mm-hmm. then he kind of leaves. He's like, make sure you go to school. Um, <laughs> and then, like... She's got a phone. She sees that, and there's like a text from I want to say it's Sukasa is his name. Um, or, yep. Yeah, Sukasa. Um, and so basically, she gets dressed. She sees like the school clothes there, and walks outside, and realizes that she's in Tokyo in a boy's body. Yep. Like her, her wish technically came true here, Chris. Um, yeah. But now she's got. Yep, and th- and this is where I was like, okay, yeah, I I, can't, I still had like, oh, this is totally Freaky Friday, and I was like, oh, they're gonna meet, and they're gonna like. You know, have this kind of weird, like, how am I you? How are you me? Or something like that. There's going to be, like, this weird, like, relationship that blooms from it. Still very much, like, I- I'm coming around, but I'm still very much on the fence at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so she goes to school as Taki, of course. And uh, mm-hmm. thankfully, Sukasa catches up with her. And uh, mm-hmm. they, like, grab lunch and, like... They're kind of, it's kind of like the same conversation that Mitsuha had with her friends where they're like, you were acting kind of strange. Like, obviously she's currently acting strange being in Taki's body. And like, they're like, yeah, you want to go to. There was a girl, a guy. Yeah. And uh, so basically like, then we kind of get a, I want to say it's after this that we get like a, what do I want to call it? Like a time skip sort of where you kind of get to see like them, like getting used to like randomly switching into each other's bodies. This happens like a couple, a couple times a week. And like. They learn that they're able to like pass notes and stuff to each other, um, so they mm-hmm. can they can at least communicate with one another. 
Oh, sorry, I stopped. I th- thought I stopped the recording there, but we're good. Oh no, you're good. Um, but yeah, they learn like that they can like write notes to each other and like they put mm. notes in each other's phones and stuff like that just to like pass messages and like. Which, then I started thinking. I was like, okay, like I've seen something like this before. I was like, this is like there's a there's a movie I believe it's with Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves called The Lake House where they they and and it, it becomes more like this at when we find out about like the time difference but they communicate with each other by like via letter which is really cool. I was like okay well that's kind of cool that they're aware of what's going on now and they're communicating with each other which I thought was kind of they they got to that part a little quick but I'm okay with the fact that they're just like okay they they're realizing what's going on now they're communicating we're just going to move on from there yeah, because I want to say, like, the first scene where we see Mitsuha, like, leave for school, like, she finds her notebook at school, and, like, there's a thing that says, like, who are you, or something like that, and that's yeah. how, like, the communication starts. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, eventually, like, Mitsuha and Taki's body, like, sets Taki up on a date with, uh... Oh, Miss, Miss, uh, Miss what's Ogudera. her name? I want to say yeah, Miss what a, what a fox! Yeah, she's, she's like, the hottie at the, uh, the cafe that he works at. And, yeah! Uh, you know, and she's spent. I remember she was spending like all of his money on like. Obviously, she's like in Tokyo, so she's like enjoying like all this food and like stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's 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 some some lighthearted like stuff. And uh, that's right, because when he was with when she was with his friends, they were like, "Oh, you want to go to a cafe later?" And he's like, "A cafe? What?" Yeah, because she had always like dreamed of a cafe being in in her town back in Itamori. Yep. Um. But yeah, we get that. Gets a date scheduled for him, and then. Taki back in Mitsuha's body. Um, I guess it's like the day where like her grandmother and them and her sister Yotsuha they have to like take the alcohol that they made at that little mm-hmm. ritual thing. The that they did. the the ku the kuichi kamikaze. Yeah, Kamazaki, Kamazaki, Kamazaki. Yeah, Kamikaze yeah. would be something different. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they like bottle it up. Or spit out regurgitated rice and take it to the mountaintop. Bing. Yeah, and like, uh, basically, the grandma kind of explains that like, it's supposed to represent like some like god that like controls like time and like human connection and like all this stuff mm-hmm. and like, it, the grandma kind of like gives us little subtle hints as to like what's going on like when she's making her like thread. I don't know what those ropes mm-hmm. are called that she makes, but she makes like these. Yeah, her, her little friendship bracelets. Yeah, her little ribbons and yeah, friendship bracelets. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, always explaining, like, how it connects people and, like, all this stuff. Kind of mm-hmm. giving us, like, breadcrumbs as to what's actually happening here. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, they take that to, the, like, the, the mountaintop outside of town. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Taki, in Taki's actual body, reads a note mm-hmm. from Mitsuha. Like, I think it's in his phone. Um, talking about this comet, Tiamat, which we'd seen on like some news reports and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and it's like this comet that's going to be passing Earth, kind of like that you could see. Um, and it's like on the day of this autumn festival that is happening in Mitsuha's town in Itamori. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got that. That's kind of like the big event that happens that kind of kind of shifts the movie in another direction. Um, right. Which I thought with the, I I when I first started hearing about this comet, I. That that's the reason they switched bodies. There's like some court sort of this comet caused some kind of crazy like time time space rift, and they're like they you know it, it's again a Freaky Friday situation, which is kind of the way they make it seem at the beginning with like them yeah, like, oh yeah them both talking during the intro, and like you see the comet falling, and then you see Itamori, and like you can tell like 
a comet has landed here to create this giant lake outside. Mm-hmm. Like it seems like you know maybe like you said that's what caused this whole this whole body change. Um, yep. Yeah. The next day, Taki wakes up. He's in his body. He goes on that date that uh, Mitsuha had set up while she was in his body, and he goes out with Miss Ogadera. Um, but you can it's, tell it's he... kind of an awkward date. Oh, it's super very awkward. aloof and somewhere else. Yeah, because like he he's obviously thinking of like Mitsuha is like really the only girl that's on his mind, obviously because they keep switching places with each other. Yeah. And Miss Okadera can kind of tell that, like, he seems to have his mind in other places. Like, he's not very interested in her. Um, Which is a shame, because she's such a fox, and she's <laughs> so cool. And yeah. she's even like, you, you used to have a crush on, when they're, when they're talking after their date, she's like, you used to have a crush on me. Is there somebody else? Mm-hmm. And he's just like, no, I, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, he kind of just plays it off. and um, Yeah. And then he actually attempts to call Mitsuha for the first time. And, mm-hmm. like... The line's been disconnected, so, like, he can't get a hold of her. But then, like, it goes into, like, narration mode, and he's like, well, then, like, them switching places ended. Like, after that day, like, he -hmm. never woke up as Mikasa again, basically. Uh, Or Mm -hmm. Mikasa. uh, Mitsuha. Uh, Sorry for any Attack on Titan fans out there if I've offended (laughs) you. Uh, But, yeah, and then, so, like, we kind of, now we just see the, the place, like, or the movie as, from Taki's point of view, as himself. And mm-hmm. basically kind of, like, wants to figure out, you know, like, what's going on. Like, maybe I can find Itamori and, like, go there and, like, meet her and, like, you know, just actually, like, meet up with her. And so, like, Taki, Miss Ogadera, and Tsukasa, Taki's friend from yep. high school, they, like, had their... They try to, like... Basically, they just travel to, like, rural areas to try and figure out where they're at. And, like, Taki mm-hmm. has... He's drawing sketches, but he doesn't actually remember... He doesn't know the name of Itamori. And, uh, mm-hmm. Which I think is cool that like this this is kind of where like I guess the name of the the movie comes into play. Like there there there's like some memory lapse here between them jumping back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like he fortunately for them they they're like eating at like a diner and mm-hmm. the guy the guy who like I think it's like the waiter he know he recognizes mm-hmm. like the sketches and he's like I that's where he grew up and so he takes Taki and. and two friends to the ruins of the town, which had been destroyed um, because this comet Tiamat three years earlier had like broken apart and like a piece of it hit Itamori and killed like 500 residents. And like, this is where the movie kind of like shifts in like a totally different direction. Cause like, dude, this part blew my mind, man. This uh, is like, okay, I'm in. Yeah, this is I am lo- definitely in. And this is when I realized it was like, okay, this is a lot like Lake house. And this is a lot like frequency at this point. Cause we're now we now realize that these two are in completely different times. Yeah, and like this being so fucking cool. This is 2016 where Taki's alive, and this comment hit in 2013. And yep. like when he gets to like the the ruins of the town, like you can clearly see where the comment has like completely destroyed the town, and like they say that like no one's lived there since. And like, mm-hmm. well, Taki's like obviously he's like in disbelief, and so he like he pulls up his phone. He's like, I got these messages from her, and then like we see, and like, they all start to fucking disappear. Yeah, it's like, damn, man. Like, this is where they start pulling on your heartstrings because you're like, you just want these two to meet at this point. And, uh, exactly. And it's, it's like, and it's like, no, no, they're all going to, th- and I was like, now they're all just going to think he's fucking crazy. Right, yeah. Because it's like, he doesn't have the proof anymore. And, mm-hmm. um, and then, of course, they go to like a, I don't know if it's like a library or what it is, but they find like the records of like the, the comet fall and they see the, the fatalities mm-hmm. and like he sees that, uh, he sees Mitsuo's name, like, she had been killed when this comet fell. And, like... Yep. 
obviously it's like okay, it's pretty. Like, she's like the daughter of the mayor of that town. Yeah, who's like a big like politician after like her mother yep. died. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so like he, yeah. he, this is where he starts to like question himself. Like maybe it was just a dream, you know? Like maybe mm-hmm. like, you know, I don't know. Um, so uh, Miss Ogadera and Sukasa they actually leave and head back to Tokyo while. Taki kind of continues his little adventure, and he heads to. Yeah, the... he like leaves him a note saying, "You know, go back to Tokyo without me." Mm-hmm. And he actually heads back to the shrine, where when he was in Mikasa's body, they took the, what is it called, the Kuchi Kamizaki. The Kuchi Kamizaki, yeah. The Kuchi the, Kamizaki. The, the sake they had made, and mm-hmm. he heads back to the temple to like, you know, just try to find anything really, and he goes to the the shrine, and. Cracks Bust open, his ass. <laughs> cracks open that sake bottle, Chris, and then he goes on a fucking oh, like dude. an acid trip here for a little bit. I mean, if that's what that kind of sake does to you, sign me up. See, but I thought it would take like hundreds of years. It only took three years to fucking send this man through. Well, through three a years and some radiation, right? Like, there's got to be some radiation <laughs> from that fucking comet, right? Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't grow like a fucking boil on his neck after he drank it. <laughs> Yeah, but like you see, he sees all these crazy things, and then it kind of like he gets to see parts of Mitsuo's past, like um, yep, like how, her like when she was a kid, and like her mother, I guess she got sick from something. I can't remember what it was. Like her mother passed away, mm-hmm. and after her mother passed away, her dad kind of went like kind of all crazy and like almost like I wouldn't say he abandoned the family, but he definitely like. He definitely, like, went and he focused on politics for some reason. I don't know. But, like, that's when yep. Grandma took over um, taking care of her and her sister. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he also recalls that he had already met Mitsuha on a train. Yeah. Uh, In Tokyo. She, yeah, because she had came to Tokyo the day before the, the comet. Um, before yeah, the she was looking for him. Before the Autumn Festival. And, like, mm-hmm. this is where he kind of realized, like, Taki didn't recognize her back then um, because, like, the body switching hasn't happened yet for him like yeah it, it hadn't occurred yet uh, and, I, and i love this kind of like paradoxical moment mm-hmm. where I, I see and again me being like the big sci-fi nerd that i am that's the kind of shit that i like and i think this is what really made me like the movie i, I just love the idea of him not knowing because what this whole incident has not happened to him yet but technically it has you know it, it's just so fucking weird i love it i love that kind of shit yeah, and I'm usually a person that's very against like alternate timelines, and this movie just nails it. Like it just does it better mm-hmm. than any anything else I've ever seen. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, like it kind of makes sense because we saw that scene at the beginning, like during the intro. Like you see her like throw a ribbon to him, and it turns out that that ribbon he kept and like wore it as like a like a good luck charm, yeah, as like a fucking friendship bracelet. <laughs> yeah, it's very it's very neat. Like how the the pieces start coming together. Um, yep. But yeah, she came to Tokyo the day before the Autumn Festival, the day before like the comet split off and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, and yeah, then... and 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 I think this is where we kind of start to realize where it's like we we kind of get the, the the what I call the frequency moment. Now we're like to the point where now we've got to save her. Yeah, we, we need to try to save people from dying in this event. Yeah, because obviously, like, when he's upset and he goes on this, like, trip after he takes the, after he drinks the sake, he then wakes up in Mitsuha's body on the morning of the festival. Yep. Like, the day after she had technically went to Tokyo and tried to meet him. Um, mm-hmm. 
and grandma is instantly like on on her or on him i guess technically i don't know how you want to put that but grandma knows what's going on and grandma's yeah, and, like and this you, part you... was kind of stupid cuz like grandma had the same thing she could do the same she's like i had these dreams and they, i don't think they were really dreams i was like okay that's kind of dumb but whatever it's fine grandma you're old you you you've yeah. lived a long life and you you've probably done that yeah basically she informs him that the body switching ability is passed down in the family um from like the caretakers of the shrine um, yeah, which is it. It doesn't really add much to the story. It kind of just like mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it, I thought that part was a little dumb. Uh, like I thought it was yeah. cool that the grandma noticed. Okay, you're not Mitsuha. Like yeah, I, I I I'm okay with that. I don't think they needed to like take it that extra step. Like oh yeah, I did this too when I was your age. It's like I, that 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 shit's dumb. But yeah, um, but yeah. So then of course Taki and Mitsuha's body basically has to try and. Get the crown and save the town and Mr. Krabs, Chris. Oh yeah. man, that's what we that's what we do on this show. Yeah, and so he he rounds up Tessie and Sayaka. That's the girl's name. That's the yes. Uh, and she has kind of like a love interest in Tessie, and they kind of oh, have like yeah. a you know that that kind of like friendship relationship thing going on. Um, mm-hmm. But Taki convinces them that they gotta leave Itamori, all this stuff, and they come up with this like big elaborate plan to like I don't know like. Tessie has, like, these bombs because he works in construction with his dad. And, like, mm-hmm. the other girls are supposed to, like, put out, like, a false emergency alert to, like, evacuate everybody. And, like, it doesn't seem like much is working here. Um, and then Taki... Really great plan, though. I, I like that this is, like, the route they're taking to Oh, this is a plan I think body. should work. Unfortunately, Taki, playing as Mitsuha, of course, has to go talk to her father. And he is... He's like, you're crazy. Like, he ain't, what are you ain't fuck- fucking having it. Yeah, he kind of does the whole, like, the thing, like, you know, like, <laughs> the girl runs into the cop station says, there's a killer trying to get me, and they're like, yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, whatever. Yeah. and Go uh, back to your drugs and party, girl. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so then uh, he ends up going back to the mountaintop, like, where the sake bottle is, all that stuff, and basically starts calling out Mitsuha's name and, like, can hear that's right. She's like, he must still he's he must be here. Yeah, or she must like, be cause here. It, cause, yeah, because if my I'm body. here, yes. Yeah, and um, so like you can hear each other calling out, and then it hits to the what is it, the magic hour? Um, yep. And just to pause here, mm-hmm. magic hour is basically like when, like the world, like it's supposed to be like a a twilight thing mm-hmm. where like worlds and different timelines can like lapse over each other, which we kind of got a brief a brief explanation from her teacher at the beginning, but it didn't seem like... Mm-hmm. At first, you didn't think it had anything to do with like the actual plot of the movie, but it turns out it like had like a, a big part. And, uh, Which I thought was kind of funny, because if you look at the, the crater um, uh, like in, in Taki's timeline, like the craters kind of overlap each other. I love the kind of symbolism there that, like, you know, it's these two worlds now overlapping, even though both craters are still going to eventually be the same, but I don't know. You see what I'm trying to say? I, I I'm, I'm taking kind of a leap here by saying this, but like having these two craters overlap, we're, we're seeing like this additional timeline start to overlap right here over the, um on this mountaintop here, because they do meet each other and they're back in their own bodies very briefly. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Like just for this brief moment, they're like yeah. back in their own bodies and like, Obviously, they're happy and they're upset and like they're trying to like 
obviously he's trying to like save her town and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, he ends up giving her back the ribbon mm-hmm. that like he wears as like a thing. Like, and that's how they, that's how like that's like their connection to this ribbon. So like everything the grandma said made sense, mm-hmm. although it didn't really make sense until now. And yeah. uh, so he gives her back her ribbon for her hair, and then they attempt they go to write the names on each other's palms so that they'll remember each other. Oh, I love that she just, she starts to write, then you just see the marker fall to the ground. Yeah. yeah and it kind of like, another like, uh, pull at the heartstrings moment, you're like, wait, what? <laughs> like, Absolutely. Um, because like the twilight hour, the magic hour um, has ended. And so like, they're back in their, their regular time frames. Um, now I believe, I want to say Taki is still in Mitsuha's body. I can't remember here. Um... It might just be her and her own. No, uh, um, no, I... they're they're back in their own bodies because like, okay, okay, because that's right, that's right. Because Mitsuha... because they have that moment that now they know what's up, and now Mitsuha knows that she has to to save everybody and stop this thing from happening. Right, like she because she's now aware of what's going on. That's right, that's right. Okay, and then of course she goes back to her father Koshiki. Um, which yeah. is crazy because she like just eats fucking dirt on the road <laughs> while she's running. Oh man! Takes yeah. like a gnarly tumble, <laughs> just a horrible fall. And uh, meanwhile, like the comets overhead, and we see we get to see like the moment where the piece breaks off, and you, the, you see the news in Tokyo. You see Taki like in that timeline from Tokyo. Like, oh, I'm gonna go take a closer look, and you see like the news, like the the news broadcasters. All oh, this is unprecedented. We we couldn't have speculated that something like this was gonna happen. And then, like, everything's starting to happen so fast. And then, like, she gets into the room where her father is, and you see her, like, with her stern face approach her father. And then the fucking meteor, the, the piece of the comet, like, hits the fucking ground, and we get to see the explosion. Yeah, whole, oh, man. whole lot of crazy stuff going on. Um, and also, we should mention, like, when she takes that tumble, like, she she's, like, she starts to, I, I can't remember if it's when she takes the tumble or not. But, like, her, she notices that, like, her memories of Taki are, like, slipping away from her. Kind of like how his memories... Well, like... and she's also... And she sees the message on her hand that says, I love you. And she was like, ah, probably not the best thing to write. Yeah, because, obviously, like, she needs to... She can't remember his name. Um, yeah. That's right, because I remember they're saying, they're like, I, I won't forget their name. And they're saying each other's name over and over again. And then, like, a point happens, and it's just like, they just forget. Like, their minds just blank out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, like, Taki, of course, back in his timeline, he doesn't remember any of this. Uh, like, any yep. of the, you know, all the stuff that's happened. And then we get, like, uh, we have some years pass, and Taki... Yeah, like, we're, like, we're, like, eight, um, like we're five years from Taki's timeline. So we're in, what, 2020? Oh, no, what, no, 2016, plus we're in 2021. Right, right now, yeah. Yeah. And, um, basically, he... He continues to have, like, the sense that he's lost something, which is kind of, like, going back to the very beginning of the movie. It starts to, like, connect all the dots and, like... And it's it, it's almost kind of affecting him a little bit, too, right? Because, like, he's trying to get a job, but, like, yeah, he's got no offers. His friends are getting... Like, they're all grown. They're in their suits and, you know... Yeah, it's all it's all starting to come together here at the end. Yeah, but he has, like, this, this crazy interest in the events surrounding... Comet yeah, Tiamat, and he doesn't the remember Tiamat. why. Yeah, the Tiamat comet that struck eight years ago mm-hmm. now at this point. And, um... Well, and I do love here that he gets a phone call from Miss uh, Okudari, and, like, they have a little conversation. You see that she's married now. 
Mm-hmm. Like I, I love little, little subtle things like that. Yeah, and she's code. like, "Oh, you'll meet somebody eventually, or something." You know, she kind of like trying to cheer him up a little bit because he's he's kind of just out of it. Um, yeah. And then like, well, it, it's like having an itch you can't scratch. He's got, it's almost like his head is permanently fogged up because it's like, it's almost like, like he he, what am I? It's like an itch you can't scratch. It's uh, it's that feeling when you walk into a room and you're like, why the fuck did I come in here? What am I looking for? Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, like it's he... that it's that very real feeling that you just can't put your finger on. Yeah, but he just he knows he's obsessed with like this comment and like. We find mm-hmm. out that like all of the people, or like most of the people, had survived and evacuated just in time. And like, dude, and I love how it's just like, like that's just how he remembers it now. That it's just like, oh yeah, you know, they got they were evacuated to the school because there was a fire drill, and her dad was like, they almost like chastised him. They thought he was running some kind of like political scandal mm-hmm. that he like you know staged this thing. And yeah, and there's and like conspiracy like, theories and like all kinds. Yeah, of, which is exactly what would happen if it happened in. The real oh, of too. course, of um, course. But yeah, and then like we kind of flash over to Mitsuha, who has basically like moved to Tokyo. Obviously, she doesn't have any mm-hmm. memory of Taki. Um, and basically, Chris, we get like a scene where they're just kind of in passing trains, and they yeah they happen to look out the window other. at each other and like oh so great yeah they like instantly know like this is the the person they've been missing or like the, well, the missing thing love... in their life. Well, and I love prior to that when, uh, when I guess Taki's done talking with Miss Okudari, he's walking one way and you see her with an umbrella. This is like the day before that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I forgot about they that. They cross paths and like he he sees the 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 fucking the thing in her hair, the ribbon, and mm-hmm. like he stops, he turns around, but then he's like he just keeps going. And then as he's walking, she stops and turns around, but then she keeps going. And then the next day is when they see each other on the train, and it was like. God damn it, will you fuck already? <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing it in theaters. It's like, just turn around one more time. Like, mm. <laughs> Dude, that's what I was, I was like. Please just turn around. Please turn around. I was so invested. This is what happens, Chris. We get invested in a slice of life movie. Damn Dude, it. Who would have thought? We've been got. And, uh, but yeah, they see each other on like trains that are passing. And like instantly, they both like hop off at the next exit. And like just they're, they're running through the streets. Yeah, just trying to figure out, just trying to meet up with each other, and they meet on like this, this like staircase, and and then they start to fucking pass each other again, Cody. Yeah, they like they kind of act awkward, which like Taki has, himself is already kind of awkward. Um, yeah, just the way he acts around girls. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, they actually like walk past each other, like after <laughs> seeing I, dude, one I another, said, uh-uh. like run I towards each. Uh uh. Yeah, then thankfully they do turn around and uh, and. I love how they do it. Like they turn around, like um, like it, it, it's like it's like 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 a, I'm gonna shoot my shot kind of thing, right? Like they walk, and he's perfectly content to keep walking, and then he just shoots his shot. Mm-hmm. Do like do I know you from somewhere? And then she's just like, "Thank fucking God you said <laughs> that," because I feel the same way. Yeah, and they're both like crying, teary eyed. Yeah, I'm like, teary eyed. Yeah, they can't explain it. And uh, then they, could I ask your name? And then. And that's where it ends. Fuck. And I'm so glad that that's where it ended, Cody, because I said that before we started recording. I love the fact that that's where it ended because I I almost want to just, you know me, I love when I get a chance to speculate on what happens next. And I really hope that they told each other their name, all their memories come flushing back. Mm Mm-hmm. But we don't. I don't want to see that. I want to. I want to think. I like the idea of like. Just I just know that it happened. 
You know what I mean? I just like that that kind of feel good. Like I don't need to see it. I just need to believe it. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Like it. It just ends kind of perfectly. Honestly. Um, uh huh. We get our 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 lovers basically get to meet up again, and uh, you know, it's like far... it's like they get to meet again for the first time. And as far as we know, Chris, they live happily ever after, right? <laughs> and, that, and and I like to think that they do. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that is that is your name. Uh. I love it. Absolutely loved it. Yeah, it is still. But Cody, now's the hard part. Where are we ranking these, bud? Well, Chris, this is not hard for me at all. It, I said it mm-hmm. when I think I said it on our very first episode. Uh, if mm-hmm. any of you guys have been listening this whole time, we appreciate it. Uh, mm-hmm. But I mentioned that this, suckers. Yeah, I mentioned that this was my my favorite animated film of all time. And even mm-hmm. though I have gotten to see a lot of ones that I hadn't seen before, um, mm-hmm. looking at you, Ninja Scroll, and Akira, and mm-hmm. knocking on heaven's door. Um, mm-hmm. Metropolis even. Um, but this is still my number one. Uh, it just, it just, I don't know. <laughs> it, it's so weird that like neither of us are really like um into the whole like slice of life thing. Yeah. And now I can I I, I see I see the reason that it's like that people love those types of shows and this one definitely mm-hmm. got me. And, like, the animation, I know we haven't really touched on this much, but I think this is probably the best animation I've ever seen. It's like, beautiful. Like, the it's scenery beautiful. and, like, just everything with it is just... Everything's very fluid. Yeah, like, this... I, I've never even seen anything that comes close to this. Like, mm-hmm. Brother, Full Metal Alchemist Brother has, has great animation. Castlevania has great animation. But this just, just is a whole new... Just mm-hmm. another level. Like, just leagues above those. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah... With that being said, your name, number one on my list. This is our 20th movie, believe it or not, Chris. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah, it's going to it's gonna bump Ninja Scroll down to number two, uh, Kira number three, and so on and so forth. But yeah, n- your name will be sitting at the top of my list uh, for probably quite a long time. It, it'll take mm-hmm. something something special, really to, special to knock that off. Um, but Chris, what about you? This, this one's tough for me, Cody. I've been toiling with this one um, because... There are some things I didn't like about it, but they were very small, subtle things that didn't that didn't really impact the movie. Um, and it it takes something special for me to start. Like I started out just wanting to hate this movie, and I did it first. Like the first like twenty minutes, I was like, I don't, I'm not gonna like this. Like I was still like sitting there just grinding my fucking teeth, just waiting for this movie to be over. Then it hit like some tropes that I really, really look for. Like, again, I'm a big sci-fi guy. I love alternate timelines, time manipulation, paradoxes. I love that kind of shit, dude. And this did it so cleanly. And then, like, I actually became so invested in these characters getting together that, like, I was so frustrated when they... Like, I was visibly frustrated when they were in the rain and they crossed and one turned around and then the it was just like... Like, they kept fucking missing each other, and I was so visibly frustrated, and that's such a good sign, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, man, it's tough. Like, because I look at my, my top, like, my top three and my top four, you know, Ninja Scroll, Bloodlust, Metropolis, Mononoke. Like, this is definitely on par with those, like, very easily. But I'm trying to figure out if I liked it more than Ninja Scroll. Did I like it more than Metropolis? Did I like it more than Bloodlust? 
And I think when it comes down to it, I like this just as much as I liked Metropolis for a lot of the same reasons. I liked the kind of love story that was being told. So I think what I might end up doing, Cody, is putting this one. This one might be, can, can I like change a couple things around? Like I almost want to put Metropolis, or I want to put Metropolis over Bloodlust and put this right under Metropolis. So I want to make this my new number three. Okay, so you want to move Ninja to number one. Well, Ninja was your number. Ninja's yeah, Ninja's still number one. And then you want... I want Metropolis, Metropolis to be number two. And your name to be number three. Number three, and then Bloodlust to be number four. Absolutely. It is your list, sir. You can move anything around. Yep, and that's how I want to do it. Ninja Scroll... I'm just going to reiterate this. Ninja Scroll number one. Mm-hmm. Metropolis two. Metropolis two. Your name three. Bloodlust Blood four. Okay. And the rest is the same. Okay. So it'll be your new number three out of the 20 yeah. films we have seen so far. I think that's a fair spot. Yeah, it was excellent. It was absolutely excellent. And and like I said, I, I the gripes I had were very, very small. Um, I, I was even talking. I was like, this could easily be my number one. Like, And even up until like the moment we started talking about it, I was like, man, this this might be my number one. But I, I when I when I look at it on on par with my top choices, um. I like it as much as I like Metropolis, and I I fucking love Metropolis. Oh yeah, I I I I completely agree. I think Metropolis is just fantastic. Um, like I feel like I feel like what your name is to you is what Metropolis is to me. So I almost think by that logic, Metropolis should be my number one. But I think Ninja Scroll is just a better put together movie than anything else on my list from start to finish. Yeah, and I think and the fact that it's like almost it's thirty fucking years old and it still holds up against yeah. today's players is huge. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think Ninja Scroll just tells a little bit simpler of a story, which is there's uh -huh. nothing there's nothing wrong with Absolutely it. Absolutely, it does. Uh, but it it doesn't like it doesn't leave you wanting anymore. Like it does. Yeah, it does everything. It tells perfect. you the story you want. Yeah, and there's no there's no issues. There's no like plot hole or anything. Like it's just a very. Yep. But you know, it's a very safe movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. It's a, and and that's and I can definitely see that. Whereas your name is not a safe movie at all. Like that that takes some because not only are you doing like your kind of standard slice of life tropes, but you're telling like a really cool time paradox story, which we have seen done before. Like this this isn't a unique story or a unique thing they're trying to do. They just did it so fucking clean. <laughs> it was so clean. Yeah, it's definitely. Uh... Just an absolutely fantastic film. If you guys, absolutely, I, if you're listening to a, this podcast, I don't know how you haven't seen it by now, but uh, please go watch it. Watch it subbed. Watch it dubbed. Yeah. This, this is a movie that you need to own and have in your collection. This is 100%. A, I need this. You need this on your on your DVD, Blu-ray, V8, whatever, whatever media you consume. You need a physical copy of this on your shelf. Oh, Chris, I got this thing. I bought a Blu-ray, and then I went. When I was Christmas shopping last year, I actually found the oh. Blu-ray like steelbook, and I was like, "Oh man!" Well, I'm buying that too, I guess. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I've definitely bought this film two times over, and then went and saw it yeah. three times in theaters. And I respect it. It's 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 worth. It's that good. It is very much that good. Yeah, and if it ever comes back to theaters, I couldn't. I can't suggest. Yeah, I, I would 100% go see this in theaters if it came back. Wouldn't even think twice about it. But now, Chris, with all that good stuff. Being said, it is time that we shift our attention. 
Uh, it's time to go back into the... We, we, we were just living high on the hog. Now it's time to go back into the slums. Yep, Chris. We got Seven Deadly Sins. What is yeah. it called? Dragon... Dragons... Dragon dragons balls. don't give a fuck. <laughs> dragons ball. Dragons <laughs> balls. Exactly. Seven deadly sins. Dragons judgment. That's what it's called. Oh, I am passing a lot of judgment. <sighs> yeah. You ready for that? Um, I'm gonna gotta... give it fucking divine judgment. We have to finish. Because I'm so over this fucking story. Like I'm so over it. It's gone so far off the rails that I don't care anymore. And yeah. I'm gonna watch it because I have to. Yeah, and it's not like it's. It's gone too long, like like a like it has too many episodes. It's like it just feels like they're just the ideas that they're coming up with. I'm like, we're getting new yeah. characters still. I'm like, I, I don't know, man. I just want to see Jericho, and characters. I want to see like whoever. Yeah, the guy, show me the characters that I'm you the, that you fed me from the long end of the spoon that I really liked. Then you're like, oh yeah, fuck that guy. We're not going to show him anymore. Yeah, like the Arthurs and the the guy that Ray yeah, the Chase Arthurs, played. Yeah, the Arthurs, the Gilas. Oh, you remember, look at you, Chris, remembering these names of all the actual yeah, characters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't care exactly. about, uh, what's, what even is the guy's name? Who like, don't even give a fuck. Don't Ludociel, even give a fuck. is that it? Yeah, don't Ludociel. care. Don't even care. Chandler and Cusack, I don't care. I want to see yeah, Jericho. Yeah, fuck a Chandler. I want to see Jericho and Bond end up together, and Bond's Stop messing yes. with Elaine because she's like a looks like a ten year old girl. Oh. Yeah, exactly. They, you, you and I are on the same page. I'm just ready for this to be a, the only thing I'm exci- I'm looking forward to is what'll probably be a very amazing intro and a very amazing outro. I'm really excited to see those. Oh yeah. But I I can get my fill of that after the first episode. But yeah. So we got a we got 12 episodes it looks like so we'll be picking up on episode 89 it is it looks like there's there's a total of 100 episodes oh it, no which any other show that ended at 100 episodes I'd be like oh that's a nice ending point but like this one probably should have ended at about 50 uh oh absolutely for being honest but um i really hope they throw like a a recap at the beginning of episode 13 cuz i really hope so all i remember is bon and meliodas get out of purgatory Yep. And then... And that's it. And then Ludociel, like, becomes a good guy. And mm-hmm. then, like, they're fighting... Oh, they're fighting Meliodas, right? No. Yeah. Oh, they're fighting, like... Oh. Yeah, yeah, no, um... Because I think Meliodas is back now. Oh, no, he's fighting, is... they're fighting Zeldris. Yes. But, like, Meliodas is in, like, a, a different form. Dude, I don't fucking remember. Yeah, who, who gives a fuck? It's, it's, it's bad. It's bad. That's all you need to know. It's bad. Yeah, cause... they should have stopped after season one. Yeah, I feel, I, but that's okay because we're gonna put that baby to bed finally, finally, and Chris. never have well, to worry about it again until the movie. Oh, Chris, what did we do it again? Dude? Oh no! What oh, happened? What happened? Shit! Chris, what, we might have to happened? postpone the poll again, man. Oh no! What happened? Talk to me, Goose. Isn't there that Seven Deadly Sins movie? Is there? First by Light. Oh yeah, there is in there, and that's supposed to be coming out like next week. Fuck. <laughs> damn it! Damn it, it, it! Damn it! This is like a fucking cold sore that never goes away. <laughs> the Seven is... Deadly Sins is a hemorrhoid. I don't ever start streaming and tomorrow. And there's no Chris. donut comfortable enough to sit on to to ease the pain. Okay, so it'll start streaming tomorrow on Netflix. So once again, our poll will be delayed. So this damn is... it. This is how we're going to do it. We're going to do 
Seven Deadly Sins, Dragon's Judgment Part 2 next week. Mm-hmm. So if you guys want to keep up yep. with that, watch the last 12 episodes. I think it's 12, yeah. Um, we'll cover that next Tuesday. The following yep. Tuesday, we're going to be covering Seven Deadly Sins, Cursed by Light, which is the new movie. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's going to be horrible. Hold yep. on, Chris. There's some details. The film will take place between episodes 23 and 24 of the fourth and final season. Um, I don't care about that. Oh, yeah, that's right, because season five is season four, because season two is a whatever. Yeah, right. Uh, we're just going to watch the film at the end. Cause that's yep, it, that, that's fine with me. Don't care. Yeah, so we're going to watch, finish the second season next week, finish the film the following week. Uh, both these will be available on Netflix starting by the time you hear this podcast. You should be able to watch both on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And then, so next week we'll reveal the poll. Actually, you know what? We'll just talk about our we'll just talk about our choices, so we can end this on a brighter note. Uh, exactly, because we're gonna do real quick, like single season, twenty six episode or less kind of shows. Um, so Cody, I'm nominating this week. I'm I'm bringing a couple back that I've nominated before. I'm doing um, Dragon Quest: The Story of Die, mm-hmm. and I'm doing Pacific Rim: The Black. Awesome. Those are both Netflix, right? I believe. Uh, no. Uh, Dragon Quest is on Hulu. Hulu. Okay. Yep. And what about you, Big Dog? What have, What have you got lined up for us this week? Well, Chris, for the one I have not seen, I'm going with the uh, the reboot of Shaman King that is on. Netflix. I really want to see that too. Fuck. Yeah, that's Netflix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's something I'd always heard about the older version. Um, and maybe one mm-hmm. day we'll be able to go back and check that one out as well. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I've never checked out Shaman King at all. Uh, it's been suggested a few times to me, and uh, yep, gotta check that one. I used out. to read it. I used to read Shonen Jump all the time, and I I, I bought it. Almost, I would say Shaman King and One Piece is what I started buying it for. Or I initially bought it for One Piece, but really fell in love with Shaman King. Interesting. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think the main thing I read in Shonen Jump, which was just at the, like the library at school, I would read mm-hmm. Hikaru no Go, which is like Go is like a. It's not like check. It's kind of like checkers, but it's like the like a Japanese like board game. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I just remember reading that. I don't remember much about it. I just remember like the board and like the name of it. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so I'm gonna nominate Shaman King as the one I haven't seen, and for the one I have seen, it's been nominated probably every poll. I feel like at this point, mm-hmm. um, we're going with old Vosh the Stampede, and we're going to with Trigun, Chris. And of course, say Trigun wins, we will cover uh, Badlands, Badlands Rumble. Yeah, Badlands Rumble, the movie. So, if it if say Trigun wins, we will cover the series and the movie before diving Man, in. Man, I I would give sixty billion double dollars for Tri, Trigun <laughs> to win because that movie that show's so good. It's so good. That last episode sucks copious amounts of cock, <laughs> but the everything up to that last episode is just top shelf. Absolutely, and uh, see so yeah. That'll be on our poll. Not this week, unfortunately, guys. We'll throw it up next Tuesday. Uh, yep. So stay tuned. Please, please nominate a show that doesn't suck so we can stop watching shitty shows. Well, I think we did the Seven Deadly Sins thing to ourselves, unfortunately. Yeah, we did. Well, and that's, it wasn't always bad. Like, season one was very, very good. Like, it was very good. Yeah, you guys can go back and listen to our first episode about Seven Deadly Sins. We had, like, oh, I loved you it. had such high was... hopes, and I was just like, it just nosedived. It just, just just fell out of orbit and just crashed. Like like the comet. It's the comet in in, in your name. It, it's it's on this great trajectory. It's beautiful to look at. Then oh no, it splits off 
and it just destroys everything that it hits. Oh, what a... And all the great ideas that were in season one just keep going. And never to be seen again. They just go <laughs> off into the distance. And we just got stuck with ruin and just carnage. Yeah, it's just like... Huh. That's a perfect way to put it, though, Chris. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, just, we'll just have to see how they end it. I imagine every bad guy will be a good guy, and everybody will be friends, and they can all be happy together. Because um, mm, so. that's pretty much the way it's going. All of the commandments have turned good except for one. You know he's turning good. They're not going to kill him. Um, but I don't know if that's actually true, so don't hold me to that. Uh, but yeah, that's that'll be on our future poll next Tuesday, guys. Um, like I said, if you want to follow along with us, you can watch Seven Deadly Sins and the brand new movie on Netflix. Um, and yeah, Chris, yeah. that's all I got this week. I'm glad we had one nice week here where we could watch a good movie where we both really loved it. Top three for both of us. And uh, We didn't watch a good movie, Cody. We watched a great movie. Oof, love that. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's all I've got. We're, uh, you know, I, I almost want to go watch it again. Ooh, do it. Watch it subbed. Yeah, I, I mean, I will. I will. I actually rented it off of Amazon, so I'm going to uh, watch it again while I've got it for seven days. Love that, Chris. And I'm sure I, I know I know how you are. You'll eventually pick that up on Blu-ray and DVD. Oh, 100%. It's one I will definitely own. And uh, it, will, it will definitely be in the collection. But with all that being said, guys, I am Cody Snodgrass. And I am Chris Adams. Thank you for listening. As always, we'll see you uh, next week.